This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Well, hello out there and welcome to the show. The show is called Because I Said So. I'm your host, renegade psychologist John Roseman, nationally syndicated newspaper columnist, uh, author of uh, about 15, it really depends on on how you count, um, the number of books I've written. If you count the revisions, the rewrites, the updates, et cetera, et cetera, it's uh, probably 20. But if all you're counting are the first editions, then it's probably somewhere around 13, 14, or 15 Um, many of which are bestsellers in the parenting field, which does not compare to a Stephen King or a John Grisham bestseller uh, or a Nicholas Nicholas Cage. No, what's the guy's name? The the, the guy who writes in the sand. I don't even remember. But anyway, um, it doesn't compare to a bestseller uh, from those people. But uh, a parenting bestseller is, uh, well, it's a parenting bestseller. Uh, And uh, I go around the country as a public speaker, nine months a year, speaking primarily these days in churches. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior in the year 2000. And as the word slowly got out, Roseman believes in Jesus Christ, the business and the secular world began to dwindle. Isn't tolerance for different points of view a wonderful thing? So I promised in the uh, last episode of the show, I like to call it an episode because I think there is some dramatic element to most of these shows. So in the last episode of the show, last weekend, um, I promised to talk about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Uh, And I promised to do this because a public school in a very liberal area of America. The school will be unnamed. The specific area will be unnamed. It is in the Northeast, however, at which I am speaking in the year 2017. Uh, When they began to uh, uh, promote the event to their parent community, received a letter from a parent a female parent in said parent community who was very opposed to me coming to said school uh, in part because of my position on attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which she claimed uh, was such that uh, I held parents responsible for uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And I said last week, when I began to promote this week's episode, that that is true, sort of, kind of. I, I do hold parents responsible for uh, the behaviors that constitute a diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. But as I say to parents along those lines, if you accept full responsibility for the problem, then you have accepted also that uh, you have the ability to solve the problem. You created the problem. 
you have the ability, therefore, to solve the problem. And you can, by virtue of accepting full responsibility for the problem, stay with me, folks, because I know a lot of you out there already, you're, you're, you're leaping toward the radio. You want to turn me off because I'm not saying what you want to hear, but just bear with me. You can begin, if you accept full responsibility for the problem, uh, which I believe you should accept, but for reasons that will be beneficial to both you and your child, if you accept that responsibility, you can begin entangling yourself from the psychological and pharmaceutical industries with whom you have become undoubtedly entangled. So let me talk about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And by the way, I am an expert on the subject, having written an entire book on the subject with a nationally known pediatrician. Uh, the book was published about six years ago, five years ago. The book is titled The Diseasing of America's Children. The psychological and pharmaceutical industries have done everything in their power to suppress uh, public knowledge of the book. They have ignored the book. They refuse to even acknowledge that the book exists. Why? Because in the book, my co-author and I, Dr. DuBose Ravenel of High Point, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, who is uh, a practicing pediatrician, a former professor of pediatrics uh, at the uh, University of North Carolina, um, a man with sterling credentials, a man who is well-known by his peers in the field of pediatrics. We published this book, and uh, in it, uh, we uh, basically say that everything, everything that parents of children with attention deficit disorder are being told is bogus. So let's discuss this. Number one, what is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? Well, from one point of view, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is a construct, a construct. There is no objective reality to a diagnosis of attention deficit disorder. Now, this is extremely important for my listeners to understand. Uh, my listeners are being told, those of you who have children who have been diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, that this, uh, this, uh, the behaviors associated with this diagnosis are caused by a gene, a gene, keep that in mind, that causes either a biochemical imbalance or differences in the brain of this child, the child in question, and that it is these this biochemical imbalance or these brain differences or a combination thereof that cause the behaviors in question. Question number one, is there any proof that such a gene exists? Answer, and by the way, Dr. Ravenel and I researched this book for 10 years before we sat down to a word processor and began writing the book. Our research is and was impeccable. We know what we're talking about. Is there any evidence that such a gene exists? No, there is not. Uh, the idea that such a gene exists is nothing but what I just said it was. It is an idea. It is not a reality. 
Remember, I said there is no objective reality to a diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. There is objective reality to cancer. You, uh, a doctor can prove you have cancer by showing you x-rays, MRIs, uh, CAT scans, uh, by uh, showing you the results of blood tests, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, there is objective reality to high blood pressure. It can be proven that you have high blood pressure. There, uh, Your doctor will be able to give you evidence, numerical evidence, that you have high blood pressure. There is... Uh, uh, objective reality to uh, epilepsy. There is objective reality to all valid medical diagnoses. There is no objective reality to attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It is nothing but a construct. You can take that to the bank. Uh, there is no evidence that an ADHD gene exists. Common sense will tell you that it did not because teachers, women who taught at elementary school in the 1950s will tell you they didn't see children with these problems. And by the way, these people taught first grade classes of 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. The record so far, just people I've run into is 95. 95 first graders taught by one woman in Allentown, Pennsylvania in the early 1950s. And she had no discipline problems. Her own personal testimony, folks. There is no objective reality to the concept of a biochemical imbalance. In fact, a leading psychiatrist has admitted that the term biochemical imbalance is nothing but a, quote, useful metaphor. There is no reality to it whatsoever. No one has ever proven that a biochemical imbalance exists, and no one will ever be able to prove it. In order to prove that there is an imbalance in, the, in a given system, one must first be able to precisely quantify a state of balance. It is impossible, impossible to precisely quantify a state of chemical balance in the human ner nervous system. Absolutely impossible. This is a useful metaphor. How is it useful? Well, it's useful in persuading people that they have problems that can only be solved by taking very expensive drugs that, and you can take this to the bank, have never reliably outperformed placebos in double-blind clinical trials. In fact, no psychiatric drug has ever reliably outperformed a placebo in double-blind clinical trials. But John, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and I was given this drug, and I feel a whole lot better, and, and I no longer have severe bipolar episodes. Yes, the placebo effect is extremely powerful. You're taking a placebo. According to the research, you are taking a placebo that is very expensive and has side effects. It doesn't matter whether you want to believe that or believe that or not. That is a fact. I said precisely that at a conference that I was uh, holding in Columbia, Missouri. A guy stood up and uh, identified himself as uh, the director of research of a major pharmaceutical company in America and said, everything John's telling you about psychiatric drugs is the truth. It is the dirty little secret of the pharmaceutical industry. We spend millions of dollars every year to keep the facts that John is sharing with you from the public. And the research that's been done that purports to show that children with ADHD have these brain differences, and especially the, the research of Dr. Daniel Amen, 
has come under wide criticism, wide professional attack. Uh, For one thing, a man refuses to share his data so that his experiments can be replicated. And folks, replication is the gold standard in science. I'll be right back with more of this provocative stuff in just a minute. Stay with us. It's going to get even better. Welcome back to the show. This show is on attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And uh, let me just say this to begin this segment. Uh, Keep in mind, folks, that um, money drives everything in America. Um, And uh, one of the sinful consequences of capitalism is greed. Um, and, And greed is not isolated to capitalistic free market systems, but uh, within a capitalistic free market system, uh, greed uh, becomes, let's say, almost inevitable, uh, if not completely inevitable. And um, with that in mind, let me share with you that no psychiatric diagnosis has ever generated as much money for the psychiatric industry, the psychological industry, and the pharmaceutical industry in America as attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, which is why you find special clinics uh, being set up uh, that dedicate themselves exclusively to the diagnosis and, quote, treatment, end quote, Uh, of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It is a huge moneymaker and has been for over 20 years for the mental health and pharmaceutical industries in America. So, I mean, simply within that context, I would encourage everyone to be highly suspect and skeptical of any claims made by an orthodox... um, uh, member of either of those industries. In effect, I'll be so bold as to say that the major spokespeople for attention deficit uh, hyperactivity disorder are not telling the truth. And if they don't know that they are not telling the truth, then they have a serious mental disorder. So anyway, I said in the first uh, half of the show that uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder Uh, is a construct. There is no objective reality to the diagnosis whatsoever. It is an idea. These people are selling an idea to parents. Uh, The idea is that the behaviors in question, no one denies that there are children who behave according to the symptoms listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. No one denies that there are children who are impulsive, have short attention span, difficulty concentrating, difficulty finishing tasks, etc., uh, etc. Et no one denies that those children exist. The lie is that these problems are caused by 
genes, biochemical imbalances, brain differences, etc., etc. There is absolutely no compelling evidence uh, that would lead to those conclusions. So what is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? How is it that consistently, and folks, I, I, I talk constantly, constantly to people of all ages and all backgrounds and all walks of life. I talk constantly with them about America's parenting and educational issues and history. And consistently, when I have spoken to a person who taught elementary school in the 1950s, they tell me, without one exception, they did not see children in their classrooms that fit their description in the 1950s. These kids did not exist. So the question becomes, why do these kids exist today? Why didn't these kids exist 50, 60 plus years ago? And the answer is, parenting changed in the 1960s. It changed radically. And, write this down, you cannot raise children in two entirely different ways and arrive at the same outcome. Prior to the 1960s, a child's grandmother or grandfather was the parenting expert. When a parent began experiencing a difficulty in the raising of a child, and folks, hey, listen, read Genesis chapter 3. Parents have always had difficulties in the raising of children. The only perfect parent there is or ever will be created two children who disobeyed his first instruction. Uh, parents have always had difficulties, but prior to the 1960s, when they had difficulties, they went to elders in their extended families, their churches, their communities, trusted people who had raised children and obviously done a good job. In the 1960s, we became convinced that people didn't know what they were talking about when it came to the raising of children unless they had impressive capital letters after their names. People like me. I am a psychologist. I know what I'm talking about. I'm an insider. Uh, I don't believe in psychology. I think it's a bogus profession. I think psychology has caused more problems for the American child, parent, mother, father, marriage, school, culture, community, uh, than psychologists even know how to solve. Uh, I'm an insider, and I'm telling you that. Uh, I hold a license. I'm looking at it right now, issued by the North Carolina Psychology Board in Boone, North Carolina. Uh, it says that uh, my license has been renewed until October of uh, 2018. I am a psychologist. I am telling you, psychology has created more problems than psychology knows how to solve. We began listening to psychologists tell us how to raise kids, and American parenting has gone to the underworld in a handbasket, as my mother uh, sort of kind of used to say. She used to use a different word. It is a word found in the Bible, but it's not a word that should be spoken, I don't guess, on uh, a family radio station. It is my experience to contention that, and I my co-author and I talk about this. Uh, it's a, it's the centerpiece of our book, The Diseasing of America's Children, 
published by Thomas Nelson, a reputable, highly regarded Christian publishing house, um, published uh, about uh, six, seven years ago. I'm not quite sure. Um, this is our the centerpiece of our thesis that what I call postmodern psychological parenting fails to reliably cure toddlerhood. Toddlerhood is a pathological sociopathic stage of human development. The toddler is a criminal in the making. It is a measure of God's mercy and grace that he has distinguished us from the animals in one very significant way that Darwinists cannot explain, and that is that of all his mobile species, only human beings, only human beings, do not grow to full size in one or two years. Why? Because the toddler is at times a homicidal maniac. And you can control the toddler homicidal maniac only because he is 24 inches tall and weighs 24 pounds. The human species would not have survived this long if God had allowed us to grow to full size in one or two years. It's just that simple. Uh, toddlers have short attention spans. They are highly impulsive. They have difficulty concentrating on any one thing for long periods of time. They bounce from one activity to one uh, to another activity randomly in highly disorganized ways. Uh, they are highly forgetful. They're not paying attention to what them to what e e even they are doing. Uh, they uh, explosive. Don't finish tasks. In other words, every toddler has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Every tod toddler has oppositional defiant disorder. Every toddler has bipolar disorder of childhood. However, prior to the psychological parenting revolution of the 1960s, the pathological aspects of toddlerhood had been cured by the time children were three years old. And by the time children were five and entered school, they had been uh, experienced, uh, they had been exposed, excuse me, to proper disciplinary training at home that served to lengthen their attention spans, served to convince them that it was in their best interest to control their impulsivity and so on and so forth. And so children in the 1950s came to school in droves, the baby boomers, uh, and schools were busting at the seams because of all this. They came to school well-behaved, respectful, obedient. And then along came psychologists and replaced grandparents as the parenting experts in this country. And today, children come to school in droves, uh, possessing of toddler behavioral characteristics, impulsivity, a short attention spans, oppositional behavior, bipolar behavior, explosive behavior, and so on and so forth. Uh, we are modern psychological parenting practices are failing to cure toddlerhood. We are sending five and six year old toddlers to America's schools. So yes, parents, and, and by the way, uh, that, that explanation is my explanation. And if I dare say so, it makes a whole lot more sense than the specious, unprovable, unsubstantiated blarney about genes, biochemical imbalances, and brain differences.
Guess what? That is what the parents want to hear. They don't want to hear what I'm saying. So, yes, I maintain that if you accept my very commonsensical explanation of attention deficit hyperactivity, that my explanation, which, by the way, is rooted in history, it is rooted in fact, it is rooted in common sense. If you accept the explanation that I just uh, gave over the airways, uh, you have been, therefore, empowered. By virtue of taking responsibility for the problem, you have been empowered to solve the problem. And Dr. Ravenel and I, in the book, The Diseasing of America's Children, we explain how the problem can be solved. I'll leave it at that. I'm John Roseman. This is Because I Said So. We uh, are heard every Saturday, 5 o'clock Central Time on American Family Radio. I've enjoyed it once again, and I hope you have too.